0: Welcome everyone, we're about to begin Be'ez HaShem, BPW number 11, that's Ba'ez Pnimi, Shear number 11 for women. Uh, we're going to continue in the book Marriage Secrets by Leah Reichheimer. Chapter 5 talks about, it's entitled in, in, Infinite Blessings, and it talks about how um, we in, we have continuously Baruch from HaKadosh Baruch and He showers on us blessings and, and very often what we need to do is to learn how to be mekabal them. Sometimes we ask for bracha that we don't necessarily have right, you know, initially, and we ask our Kaddish Hu to bench us and give us bracha, and Hashem gives us special bracha that may have not been there before. But very, very often, there is showering of brachas all the time showered upon us, where our Kaddish Hu simply tells us, I'm giving you everything. I am showering you with blessings. You just need to work on being the keili to be makabalit, to work on being a vessel in order to accept those great blessings. And that is basically her point over here, that we, and in marriage especially, receive tremendous amount of bracha, and all we need to do is to be the makabal of that bracha. Now, Higemara tells us, in brachis, daf, nun alef amabeis, that the bracha that a woman has comes from the husband. Now we're going to learn later about the opposite gemara that says all the bracha in the home is because of the wife, and how it doesn't contradict this. But a few sources saying that the source of the bracha comes from the husband is this gemara in brachis, in the Sefer Devei Seferim, based on the gemara in Nida, laman alef ama beis, brings, that a husband is the vessel through which all blessing comes, meaning it does not come directly to the wife, it comes through the husband. She brings down from Yaakov Meir Shechter, that mentions that the way to continue receiving bracha is by giving it to another person. So when a husband gives to a wife, he causes more bracha to be provided by Hashem. The more bracha he showers on his wife, the more bracha he receives to continue to give to his wife. Example from another gadol that a replenishes that bracha every time the husband gives his wife special bracha, Hakadosh Baruch Hu, refills it constantly and gives the husband more to shower on her, his wife. So you see from all of these gemaras that the flow of bracha comes from shemayim mm-hmm. to our husbands and then to us, and the husbands control the flow of bracha, and it's through one thing that the wives can do. That the bracha flows continuously is to learn how to be makabel that bracha, from their husbands. The more they learn how to receive, the more they will, will receive. And that's how Hashem designed the world. Now, be makabel the bracha, we're talking in a very not egoistic way, but in an unselfish way. Now, the question, like we said in the beginning, didn't we learn a, a chazal the opposite? All bracha in the home is because of the wife. And this does not contradict the first Kamara, though. Because the wife, if she doesn't have a capacity to receive, there's a small amount of bracha in the home. If she has a large capacity to receive, there's a large amount of bracha in the home. So she indeed is the recipient of her husband's bracha and contains it in the home. And that's what it means. All bracha in the home is because of the wife, because it's Tully in her. It's dependent upon her being Marchev, being widening her vessel to allow those brachas to come in. But the source of that bracha comes from the husband. That's how this contradiction is answered. On a practical level, the way it's explained is that the husband gives blessings to his wife. Now his hands are empty. He goes back to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu refills his hands with more bracha so he could give you even more. And this happens every single time your husband gives to you, even if you can't always see it with your own eyes in the physical realm. But this is what it means, that the more you're able to receive from your husband, the more HaKadosh Baruch Hu will give to your husband to give to you. So the goal is, in a, again, not egoistic way, to be the mechabal, to allow the bracha to flow from him to you. So, that is the tafkit, part of the tafkit of a Jewish woman, is to learn how to, in a unselfish way, in a way that brings more bracha in her home and to herself, to grow that ability to be makabal her brachas. And She explains, which is very true, that in our culture, we're born to not like gifts. You know, and the truth is, the Mishlei it says generally, uh, that you don't want to accept gifts, and um, there's reasons for that. But between a husband and wife, that certainly does not apply. And there is, you know, that cultural idea of independence, self-sufficiency, a receiver very often uh, feels it's the opposite, you know, feels weak. A giver feels powerful, a receiver feels weak. And that is very much why a receiver doesn't feel comfortable receiving. Um, part of it also is that a human nature, you don't want to be hold, be beholden to anyone else. That's one of the reasons, by the way, in the deep, deep sense why why um, people don't even ask from HaKadosh Baruch Hu things, because the more Hashem gives them, the more they feel the Achrayis to be beholden to HaKadosh Baruch Hu and they don't like that feeling, when re- in reality, that is the peak of what the B- Nivra is here for, creation of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, is that Hashem should give him the blessings, and he should receive it graciously, and thank HaKadosh Baruch Hu for it. So the question is, how do you reconcile these two aspects? But it makes sense, though, why many women have a hard time wanting to receive from their husbands. And they hold back. They don't want to receive compliments. They don't want to receive even kindnesses or input with a full heart. And by realizing, though, that bracha comes into our lives by being a better receiver in a healthy way, we will gain the necessary motivation to do the work on it. And that takes an, an attitude shift. But you see this is the way it works, and this is the way the Shechina comes into the home. It's brought down, he brings, she brings down from a Moshe Cordovero that explains that the husband is a giver, generally, and the wife is a receiver. And all bracha comes down from Shemayim through the husband, and then from him to his wife. He brings down the Shuloh HaKadosh, a fascinating concept. There is a prohibition for a man to wear a woman's clothing and vice versa for a woman to wear a man's clothing. And that's because, in general, the role of the giver should not be the receiver and the receiver not the giver. In creation, Hashem created the husband as a giver and the wife as a receiver. And he does not want these roles reversed. Now, we're going to explain later, though, that it doesn't mean it in a pure literal form. Obviously, the wife as Eishas Chayel constantly is giving by making suppers for her husband, supporting her husband, helping his him, helping the children. So she does a tremendous amount of giving. But even that giving is in the form of receiving. And we're going to try to explain that more as this year goes along and in future shirim a sashem, how to really understand this concept. And some want to say even, he brings down from a safer bias of Manucha, that it would have been better for Adam to remain whole and not be divided. Uh, but it was done, so he should be able to give to his wife. And her, she brings down. Also says that the women were created to need their husbands, to depend on him and wait for his gifts. So in general, that is the Yisai. The man is created to be a giver, and a woman is created to be the ultimate receiver, which is Midas amalchus. And that Hanhagah is very precious to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Whether we understand it or not, whether it's a society doesn't accept it or does accept it, it's a very, very powerful yesaid, which is goes into the inherent net, nature of how HaKadosh Baruch Hu made the world. Chazal today say, Befeirish, that Hashem gives bracha when He gives it. He only gives it where there is a kli, a vessel, where He could pour the bracha into so when you're born as a makabel what does that mean? That means that you were created. The women, specially the Jewish women, especially they were created as a special Keli to receive the Bracha of Hakadosh Baruch Hu in in, in an unlimited fashion. Whether it's to fill up a water a bathtub of water, or a bath or or a swimming pool, or an entire ocean, everything is in his Kayach. He can give infinite Bracha. Because he is the Melech Malcham Lochem. The restricting factor in receiving that bracha is the kalem. It's sort of similar. He doesn't really say it over here. But the story in the Tanakh about Elisha where uh, they didn't have food. And he uh, asked them for uh, barrels to borrow kalem of wine, wa- empty, empty vessels. And he had a dr- she had a drop of oil. he started pouring, but the the little drop of oil poured into these Kalim and kept on going and going and going and going until all these Kalim were filled. And then he asked, do you have any more? And they said, no, we ran out. And then the shemen stopped pouring when the Kalim were all filled and there was no more Kalim to fill. If she would have had a hundred more Kalim, a hundred more vessels, they would have been filled. So again, to go back to that question, if we say that the bracha that the woman has is from her husband. And nevertheless, we know that women, they have mitzvahs, tzedakah, tefillah. So women do many, many things that bring brach into the world and bring brach into the home. There's no question about it. So she, the author, asked her of Usher Weiss this question. What are you saying that all your brach is, is just by uh, having, being a vessel to receive those blessings but a woman obviously is capable of drawing down bracha by her tefillahs and by her mitzvahs. There's no question about that. So she, he answered as follows. He said there's no contradiction at all that a woman who davens or does mitzvahs will bring bracha into the world. When a woman davens, she davens for her own bracha. But the way the blessings were bestowed minashamayim, is through the husband to the wife. But that doesn't mean her davening has no effect. It has a tremendous effect. But it's left in potential. There won't be more brachas it doesn't mean there won't be more brachas for the husband for the wife but for everyone for the entire world but this doesn't mean that only husbands have open doors to heaven HaKadosh Baruch Hu, through the woman could shower brachas upon the world, that is true but nevertheless HaKadosh Baruch Hu made it in a in a situation where when all these brachas are there and a lot of them is because of the woman her tefillahs and her mitzvahs but the way HaKadosh Baruch Hu brings it down for a married couple is through the husband to the entire family, including his wife. So that does not contradict in any way that when women daven and do mitzvahs, it showers bruchas. The bruches are brought to her and to her for, 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 uh, her whole family, but nevertheless, it is through the husband. Now, the husband can't just have a lock and keep it for himself. It doesn't work that way. He's like a pipeline. He's like a conduit. And that's what it is. So it doesn't diminish the significance and importance of the powers of her prayers. But the way Akadish Baruch Hu made it is that it's through the channel. He's just a kanda with the husband that the bracha goes through him to the woman and to the rest of the family. So in a healthy way, it's a very important for a woman to be willing to become a makabal, to be able to allow to receive these brachas that are given. And it it we we don't understand the great significance of it and tremendous bracha that this brings to home and our society again really brings counter it's counterintuitive to this. Like in the old days, for example, a man used to open the door for a woman. That was a sign of a covet to her. These days, they call it chauvinistic. Um, you know, and and. Um, so, men are very confused about what to do. And um, so, we, we constantly in our society have all the roles mixed up. And here is a very, she comes, comes to a very, very important Nakuda to understand. One reason why sometimes a woman may not want to receive blessings from her husband, there are emotional reasons for that. Sometimes, for example, Be angry at your husband. So, you don't want him to have the satisfaction of pleasing us. Or, we push our husband's gifts away because we feel uncomfortable with the attention. Or, it's a byproduct of low self esteem. We feel we don't deserve it. We don't deserve the praise that he's giving us. We don't deserve the thoughtfulness he's giving us. So this is a very interesting situation because in many, many of the shiurim and many shalambayya shiurim in general talk about the truth of the matter that very often husbands indeed uh, need to improve their behaviors and they actually don't treat their wives as best as they should and they need to work on that. There's no question about that. But very, very often you have scenarios where the husband is doing everything they can to shower gifts and to praise their wives and support them and help them. And and they, in turn, for whatever reason, various emotional reasons, reject their brachas. And so sometimes it could be you're annoyed at your husband, so you punish him by rejecting his gifts, which translates really into rejection of him himself. And what happens is, is that when he feels rejected after he tried so many times to give to you, then he'll refrain from giving in the future because of this rejecting behavior. So it could be a combination of many of these reasons like we just said. And you have to really do some soul searching, and cheshben, and nefesh, to figure out why is it this way? Why is it so personally hard to want to receive bracha from your husband? And now, like I said, it could be sometimes a husband is unable to give. It's a problem. Or he has his own selfishness, and he doesn't give as much as he should. That's also a problem. But certainly, there are many cases where they are willing and wanting to shower those brachas, and yet we don't want to receive them. And the question is, why? And the Mishnah she he brings down here, says as follows. He says that those who do not appreciate what another person does for them, meaning they lack HaKoros HaToyev, ultimately they'll deny the HaKoros HaToyev that HaKadosh Baruch does for them as well. So this is part of the big Mila of wanting to be a Makabul. Because if you're a Makabul, you're a receiver and you're Mark of that Kaili and you take in everything that your husband wants to shower good upon you, and you accept it graciously, and you say thank you in return, and you grow in hakaras HaTayv, that allows you to grow in hakaras HaTayv, to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, as well. And when you show appreciations back to your husbands, you're strengthening that muscle. You're drawing closer to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, this way. Now, putting the effort to receive may be challenging, but it is a tremendous, um, wonderful thing that helps marriages greatly. Now, she says something over here that is very, very true, in that women need to understand that it is right to want their husbands, to need their husbands, and sometimes even need them desperately, and there's nothing wrong with that. Now, then she says a line that, again, I don't fully agree with the way it's said, but I understand the point she's trying to make. The line she says is that independence and self-sufficiency are indeed valuable traits, but not in a marital relationship. That is what she says. Now, I don't agree fully with this line, because very often in a marriage, there a husband appreciates and needs and wants and for the woman herself, she needs and she wants, as part of her shlemus, even in spirituality, to have a certain sense of self and independence and self-sufficiency. I don't think she means this in a literal sense. I do believe she understands that a woman needs to feel that in the way she runs the house, in the way she makes decisions, in the way she interacts with with, with even her husband. And her husband very often admires in her her intelligence and her opinions and her ability to, to run the house and so on and so forth. So I'll read the sentence again, and I'm going to let say what I really believe she does mean. She says that independence and self-sufficiency are indeed valuable traits, but not in a marital, marital relationship. What I think she means, and in the right context of that extreme line, is that nevertheless, after everything is said and done, and a woman has a right, and if she has the personality, that she is more of a stronger personality, or assertive and self-sufficient, and, and that's part of a tuna, that's a wonderful thing. But in a marital relationship, when you're dealing with just yourself and your husband, there needs to be a softness there. There needs to be a vulnerability there. A wife, no matter how strong-minded she is, when it comes to her husband and interacting with him, she needs to be soft and be vulnerable, and allowing herself to express emotions, and allowing herself to receive blessings from him. No matter how fiercely independent she may be in other areas in her life, and even in her home life in many situations, it is very important for her, for her own sake, for her husband's sake, and what a Kaddish Baruch wants, to, in this case, go contrary to her normal nature, and to open up And to be soft to her husband and to be excited to see him. So, this concept is very, very important that a woman, even if she has that independent streak, but with her husband, to show that vulnerability and that warmth and that caring and that love and the emotions. And her husband, when he gives it, that even though she normally says, I'm not, I don't take favors from people, I could do things on my own. Here is a matzv between a husband and a wife, which she should graciously allow herself to accept those brachis. And I'm not getting into it right now. It's really shiurim that's hopefully going to be down the road at some point. But the idea, even sexually, that's the truth. There's a certain vulnerability there. And sometimes, very often, there is a uh, resistance in wanting to receive from your husband that physical intimacy that you really need and crave and want but because of certain independent feelings and not wanting to express vulnerability it's very hard for some women to do so and that is i think what she means more than anything else when she says that line that independence and self-sufficiency are valuable traits but not in a marital relationship i would sort of tweak it a little bit but say that in the inherent Personal connection between husband and wife, certainly that's not the midis that are to be expressed, but rather the vulnerable aspects are to be expressed. And a Hashem, we will continue on this theme in the next Shir, Racha and Atzlacha.